When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today, we're so excited to introduce to you probably the youngest steel magnolia we've ever had on this podcast. Maggie Kane runs A Place at the Table Cafe, Raleigh, North Carolina's first pay-what-you-can cafe providing community and good food for all, regardless of means. She is precious, she is innovative, and we think you're going to leave so inspired after hearing this message. So get ready to think differently about hospitality. Meet you at the table. I'm Lainey. And I'm Laura Beth. And we are Steel Magnolias. The strength of steel with the grace of a magnolia. We are here to have uplifting conversations about life in the South. And we've got plenty of room at our table. So pull up a chair. All right. Well, hey, Lainey. Yes. I feel like I should greet you, even though I'm looking at you on our Zoom call. We're here with our new friend, Maggie Kane, and I wanted to bring Maggie on the show. We wanted to bring Maggie on the show because she has a very unique story and a unique thing that she is doing in Raleigh, North Carolina. We first heard about it when a friend of ours was on a work trip in Raleigh and posted about a fantastic restaurant that she had just visited, but then told the backstory of this restaurant. And that restaurant is called A Place at the Table. And what I loved, loved, loved about this friend's post was she went to the restaurant based on great reviews that she saw. Um, Of course, the proximity, she was already downtown Raleigh. So that helped, but she was so drawn in to the place that Maggie and her team have created. And I thought, we need to dig into this. Absolutely. And and then I saw that Maggie had done a TED Talk in Raleigh to share a little bit of the backstory of A Place at the Table. So first of all, Maggie, welcome to the Steel Magnolias podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. Just love this. Love this. Love that y'all are sisters. Love that you do this together. Um, So just honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I'm going to link to your TED Talk in our show notes because it's amazing. You did (laughs) such a good job. That is a very, very hard stage to take. I can't imagine Standing on the red dot. Yes, that's pressure. Yeah, and I, I think I wore red to the dress rehearsal, and they said, "Nope, you're not allowed to wear red." Um, so that's a that's a rule of of TED. So, okay. um, it was awesome. Thank you for that that kind note. It was definitely, you know, opening a restaurant was hard, but doing a TED talk was probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Wow. I bet, I bet, and I know that a lot of the listeners aren't seeing you, but you are young, and your your voice adorable. Your voice sounds oh, young, okay. but I just wanted to add to it that yes, you are young. You have accomplished so much much already. So could you share, um, similar to even the TED Talk, the backstory of how A Place at the Table came to be? 
Sure, yes. And no need for anyone to go listen to TED Talk because I will tell you the story here. Um, and thanks for the compliments um, from your friend too. I could probably speak this whole podcast about how good the food is um, at a place at table. So anyone in Raleigh would love to see you there as well to come try some of our awesome biscuits, which is so Southern, right? Um, so yes, 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 yes. Um, I am young. I'm very lucky, um, to have done this and accomplished this in, in my life. It's, it's definitely the hardest thing I've done, but it's the, um, the best and most fulfilling, um, thing just, just ever. I, I feel very fortunate to have the job I do. Um, I graduated from NC State, so right in Raleigh, go Wolfpack, if I have any other state fans. Um, I went to school for and had a degree in international relations, Italian studies, and business. So a little different than what I'm doing now. Um, I always thought I wanted to go live abroad and maybe do mission work or work for an embassy, something outside of the South. Um, but little did I know, um, I had, there were other plans that were um, in my future. So I, um, during college, I started volunteering at a day shelter in Raleigh. A day shelter is where anyone can come off the street and have a place to be, get coffee, get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and just have that moment of respite and, and safety, right? It's really hot in Raleigh today. So it would be a great day for someone to come in and get into the air conditioning, use the bathroom, things like that. Um, and I, so I'm volunteering in college there, getting to know so many incredible humans who were primarily folks living outside or experiencing homelessness. Um, I, I just, they became my friends and I ended up skipping a lot of school, don't tell my mom, um, and just working at the state shelter and being there every single day. Graduated college, it was incredible. About 10 of them came to my college graduation. And that was the, that was the moment where I realized I have got to stay here. There's a lot of things I want to do in Raleigh and I want to work at the stay shelter. So I worked at the stay shelter for a couple years. And while I'm there, um, for me, getting to know people is over food is literally at the table, which y'all have preached about in your podcast. Right. Um, it's, it's that moment where you can get to know another human um, over coffee, over lunch, whatever it may be. But food is that tool. The table is that tool to, to getting to know someone else. And so um, I was getting to know so many folks experiencing homelessness and I wanted to know them more. So I began to take, I, I began to eat with them. So eating with folks in poverty or experiencing that extreme poverty, ex folks experiencing homelessness means you eat at the soup kitchen. So in Raleigh, we have a great soup kitchen. It feeds 300 people in an hour, in and out. Um, they do amazing work. Um, their real mission is that, is that hunger. And so we'd march down to the soup kitchen at 11 o'clock Stand in line, we'd get inside, we'd get handed a plate, didn't get to choose what we wanted, and then we have to eat really quickly so someone else can come in and eat. Not that there's anything wrong with that at all, but um, it was so different than what I just said earlier of food and the table is my tool to getting to know yeah. someone. Um, that's and sustenance so, only, it's, right? It's sustenance. And, and that while that's amazing, and I'm thankful the soup kitchen does that, um, I, I really wanted to know them and, 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 um, just felt why, why do I get to go to any restaurant and choose what I want, um, and spend hours with someone getting to know them. But this is the experience for folks on the street and, or experiencing that extreme poverty. So I started picking people out for meals and, um, I, I saw that many of them wanted to go to places like in, in Raleigh. I, I think y'all, I think it's Southern Golden Corral. 
Um, oh, we yeah. Always up, yeah. So we always ended up Golden Corral. And ironically speaking, now Golden Corral is one of our big donors. Really funny. Wow. But um, Golden Corral, they're amazing humans. So we would go to Golden Corral. And I asked, I asked many folks um, who I brought to Golden Corral why every time you wanted to go to Golden Corral. And, um, and I thought my privilege said it was because they were hungry and there was a lot of, that they, they could pile their plates on, they could get to go boxes. Um, and they said, no, Maggie, that's not, that's not the truth at all. Uh, my friend John specifically said, who I referenced in my TED Talk, specifically said, no, I choose Golden Crow for two reasons. First being, I have choice here. Living in poverty, people make every choice for you from what you eat to where you sleep. Here I can choose if I want to do a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, or if I want to do a steak. I get to make that choice. And then the second being, I feel seen and valued here. People greet me at the door. They, they come around and check, check on me. Uh, they ask if I need a refill. They say bye as I'm leaving. Living in poverty, people literally step right over me. They just ignore me. Here I'm seen and valued. So that was that, that moment for me, that mic drop moment where I said, we've got to do something different. I saw in Raleigh, while it's an amazing place to live, people with money were going one way and people without money were going the other way. There was this division happening in downtown um, and I knew we needed to do something different. I started researching, I researched everything from social entrepreneurism to nonprofits, to restaurants, everything, and found the pay what you can system said, if other places can do it, then Raleigh can too. Um, fast forward four years, we opened January 8th of 2018 as a pay what you can restaurant in downtown Raleigh. Okay. So that's amazing. amazing. I, I love your drive. I love you seeing the need and just inserting yourself into the problem to find that solution. I think a lot of people might know what you mean by pay what you can, but can you yeah. talk to us through it, Absolutely. like how y'all actually do it at the restaurant? Absolutely. And, and in all honesty, most people don't know what pay what you can means. It seems like a foreign concept. It's something we really had to, we had to dispel that, that myth of thinking it's a soup kitchen or myth of thinking it's, it's just a, a restaurant for poor people. Um, so it is very confusing and I, I totally get um, how it's overwhelming to think about, but you walk into a place at table in downtown Raleigh, just like your friend said in her post, you would not even know we are a nonprofit restaurant. You walk through the door, you see fun photos on the wall, you hear good music, um, you smell really good food, um, and you get up to the register and then you see some explainer signs, you see pay what you can, you see suggested pricing, but you order your food, you, let's say you order a cinnamon roll, and a waffle. You are eating all carbs and just delicious carbs um, and a latte, right? Um, the person behind the register, the staff person behind the register would say, your suggested price is, do you want to pay that, less, or volunteer for your meal? So all prices are suggested, meaning you can choose to pay the suggested price. You can choose to pay more and pay it forward for someone else. You can pay less because we know some weeks are harder than others. and All you can do is just pay a couple dollars for your meal or you can pay by volunteering with us. Um, you would then get your food delivered to you just like any other restaurant you're in. You would get to sit and enjoy. You can sit at a large community table. You can sit by yourself. You can bring friends um, and, and enjoy your meal and eat in, in dignity, that dignity I just got. So you have that choice, you have that dignity. Um, but um, again, you'd walk in, you wouldn't even know we're a, we're a nonprofit restaurant. Um, 
because the food is very, very good. We have a full-time chef. We have a you know full-time line cooks who know exactly what they're doing. I don't cook, so I can say the food is good. Um, <laughs> but we really believe that all people, no matter who you are, deserve really good food. Um, and all people, no matter who you are, will come out once for a good cause, but they'll come out again if the food and experience was good. So your friend may not, you know, she would have walked in and said, this is a cool concept, but may not have come back because if the food wasn't good, Um, but because she loved her, you know, huevos rancheros, or she loved her turkey bacon avocado club, she'll come back because she'll remember that, that food and that experience and the, and the friendly people. Wow. And then if I say, Hey Maggie, this week, I actually need to volunteer. You would just put, give me a job for an hour to roll silverware or whatever. Yep. And so we have a full-time staff. They do, they do everything just for what I just said about the product being good. They make the product. They, they make the latte art in your coffees. They are making the waffles, but we have a full-time volunteer crew. We have 120 people who have a weekly shift with us. So they come in once a week. They have that three hour shift that they are reporting for duty. My mom comes every Friday morning. Um, right. That's her. So they're not paid, but they're like staff. So you come in, you want to volunteer for your meal. You are doing dishes with Mama Kane, my mom. You are rolling silverware. You are running food with our neighbor who volunteers once a week. So we are, it's that idea of community. So our Love mission it. is community and good food for all, regardless of means. We And there's a reason why community is first. We build community through eating together, like I mentioned earlier, or through volunteering together. Yeah. So we have found that as that hand up, people want to be a part of it. They want to come in and do dishes with Mama Kane. They want to uh, be a part of it. So anyone is welcome to volunteer with us at, at any time. And the idea being that all the other volunteers, the folks who just sign up online randomly, who come have a weekly shift with us, they're all volunteering together. They're all um, creating this community that we all need in our life. Very cool. Now, what kind of impact is anything specific you're seeing on Raleigh? The impact that this little hub is making? Oh my gosh. Thanks for asking that question. Yeah. It's been, it's been incredible. I I've been blown away. I never in a million years would have thought that it would have um, been as impactful as it is. Um, I think first, you know, we've, we've since um, the pandemic alone, we have provided over 45,000 meals to folks in need in downtown Raleigh, mm-hmm. um, which has been amazing. And, and then uh, since we've been open since January of 2018, let's say it's been about 70,000 meals um, in those in those years. I, I don't know the exact number, but that's what I'm um, doing the math in my head. Um, but it's been incredible to see how many folks have really been fed, which is, is, is number one, right? But two, I think the, it's, it's neat to hear that um, I think I think it's over 40,000 times people have paid it forward in the last two years. Whoa, so, so, so cool. The community has really come together to pay it forward for the most vulnerable citizens in our town. It is, it's shown that people really care about each other. That's and right. People want to take care of each other. Um, people show up every day to, and they choose to eat with us. They have their meetings that they have at Starbucks at a place at the table. Um, people really care about, um, this community and making it a inclusive community for all. I think the third thing is, is we've seen lots of folks now say, can, should we open another one in a, a different area in Raleigh? Can we do a pay what you can gym? 
pay what you can photography business, pay what you can, right? So it's created this movement of thinking, how can we be more inclusive in everything we do? So how can we invite everyone literally to the table? Um, So it's been cool to see people really understand. It's also been neat to see partnerships happen and people think of, hey, I'd love to help someone get a job. Hey, I'd love to start a culinary program for folks who don't have culinary experience to launch them into their next pathway. It's just been cool to see all these new ideas because they're thinking of others and they're thinking of folks that don't have access to it. Many things that I have access to, um, you, you know, really just come together and that inclusive thinking of welcoming your neighbor and welcoming everyone in is, is really happening in downtown Raleigh. That is so cool. Wow. And you've probably got numbers for the, the physical being fed, but yes. the emotional and spiritual, oh, feeding, my gosh, yes. you have no idea the ripple that's going out. The stories that's so cool. Uh, the friendships that are happening. It, yes. It's really neat to watch and be a witness to. Wow. Whoa. Well, beans that were a Southern podcast, I'm curious to know, just, I don't know where you grew up. Did you grow up there in North Carolina? I grew up in Raleigh. Very fortunate. Okay. My, my whole family's here. So I've got a, a twin sister, an older brother and a mom. They all live here and they're my favorite humans. I'm very lucky to have them. That is precious. Well, yeah. what are some of your favorite places in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, or even in the South? Yes. Um, I love Raleigh. I actually spent some time in Charleston. So I do have traveled throughout the South. Um, and just really lucky. It's funny. Cause I didn't realize I had a Southern accent at all. And I, I probably don't, but I was in Puerto Rico. The first vacation I've taken in three and a half years. I was in Puerto Rico last, um, last night. I just got back this morning. Um, and someone asked me yesterday at, at just some restaurant I was at, they said, so where in the South are you from? And I was like, how did they know I was from the South? That's so, um, so I guess it's because I do say y'all, just like you. Yep, yep. Uh, so I, Raleigh is awesome. It's, it's just the neatest community to be a part of. I feel very fortunate to live in this town. Um, everyone wants to help each other. Everyone wants to, to um, just be in community, as I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have an awesome restaurant, um, just restaurant uh, community here in Raleigh. Okay. So many great restaurants who are all helping each other, working together. We have awesome nonprofits um, that are again supporting each other, just like the restaurant community. Um, so any anything in Raleigh, I am like a fully a fan of. Um, and can, y'all can reach out to me personally, and I will send you a wreck of everything that you everywhere and everything you need to eat, drink, drink coffee at, whatever it is. Um, but like I said, I love Charleston. Um, I love Savannah. I've actually never been to Tennessee, so I guess I need to change what? that. Come I know. On. And there, there is a, um, there is a pay what you can cafe in Johnson city. So I, I need to get there to visit them. Um, my best friends run a cafe in Boone, North Carolina, which is probably yes. one of my favorite, favorite places ever. Um, I'm a mountain girl. So, so I just think, I think the South is, is awesome. I love it. What's the name of the restaurant in Johnson City? It is called, um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, one, I just like, it's called One Acre. In Johnson City, they're amazing people, um, and I've been wanting to visit them for a while. So they are there, and then Farm Cafe, Feed All Regardless of Means, is in Boone, North Carolina. So definitely a spot Mm -hmm. you have to check out. It's right right on App's campus. Um, Oh, that's cool. 
Yeah. At being Appalachian State. Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) So I am. Okay. That brings a question up. How many of you guys out there, you guys meaning pay as you go restaurants or pay as you can, excuse me. Do you know about like, is there like, is there a Facebook group or like, there's a Facebook, exactly, exactly. It's funny because a lot of people say, so like you get funding from them. Y'all are part of this like larger thing. No, but we do have Facebook groups. We do share resources. Um, We're a part of the One World Everybody Eats Foundation. So it's, um, I mean, you can really find it at oneworldeverybodyeats.org. And it's a national movement. There's about 15 cafes who are pay what you can cafes. Um, which, which means we all have suggested pricing. The cool part is, is every cafe is different. So depending on where you are and what works for your city, your community, that that's what your cafe is like. So my, like I said, my best friends in Boone, North Carolina run an awesome cafe. Their cafe is different than ours. They're open Tuesday through Friday for lunch. We're open six days a week, breakfast and lunch. Um, we look and feel different. And, and so, um, and they look and feel different than us and what works in Raleigh wouldn't work in Boone and vice versa. But that's, what's cool is these cafes really fit where they, where their town and their people are. Um, and so we share resources. We, there was a happy hour last night where we just jumped on zoom and chatted about what's working, what's not working. Um, we have a conference every year where we just come together and, and, and like celebrate what we've done. And again, talk about, um, how we can better help each other and give each other advice. So um, it's cool to be a part of a a network. And, and, and our goal is to see more of these cafes happen. So I was on the phone call with someone this morning um, on the way back from my trip and she um, is trying to open one in Charleston. So it's, it's neat to see it growing. um, And that's, you know, I would not be here if it wasn't for farm cafe in Boone um, and she would not be there for, if it wasn't for another cafe. So we just help each other with resources, documents, things like that. That's so good. How do you feel like you guys fit within the, just the restaurant community at large? Like are, are other Raleigh restaurant owners just scratching their head going, wait, what are you doing? Like- yes. Yes. Great question. Great question. In the beginning, for sure. They, I mean, they were like, who, one, who is this young person? Two, um, what do they want to do? Like restaurants fail every day anyway. So how, like restaurants are like the, the longest joke was this popular restaurant said to me, they were like, we're, we're basically already pay what you can. Like our bills are pay what you can, you know? Um, Cause restaurants just don't make a lot of money. You really yeah. have to have a passion for restaurant work to, to open a restaurant um, and community and food. So um, I give it out to all the restaurant owners everywhere because it's the hardest job in the world. And again, it's just the margins aren't great. Um, And I think it's 75% of restaurants fail in the first year. Um, Don't quote me, but it's a pretty high number. So um, they have been beyond supportive. So when we were first starting out, we, um, it took about four years to get this off the ground. Um, So it started in 2014, didn't open until 2018. Um, and we just were, instead of fundraising, we were, I say we were friend raising. So just chatting with people, getting to know this community, talking to restaurant owners. Um, and so we would go into different restaurants and tell them what we were doing. And um, they all, I mean, they were open books, whatever you need, Maggie, whatever you need. We think this is great. And one of our restaurant owner friends who was, who was a part of our organization for many years, he said, he said, look, I see people walk, walk by every, t- every day, or I see people come in, look at the menu and know they can't afford it and leave. 
this is my way, me supporting y'all, me being a part of this organization in town, in downtown is the way I am able to give back to my community. I can't, I can't give them the $40 steak every day, but I can make sure they are able to then go get a meal on a place at the table. So they, the restaurant community has been incredibly supportive. They show up to eat with us. They, um, you know, they, they keep our information at their, at the, the hostess stand at the front. Um, they really believe in what we're doing too. And we're, we're very, very lucky to have them. I love that. I love your token system. And I want to tell our listeners basically is if I'm paying for my meal, I can also pay $10 to have a token that I can either give out myself, which to me is so beautiful because you can have eye contact with somebody, have a little chat, give them this token that they can use whenever they want to for a meal. Or if somebody walks into the restaurant and wants to buy tokens and just keep them there for whoever shows up, you can do it that way. Exactly. And, and so to, to clarify, it's like a gift card. That's the way to think yes. about it. Um, and we're probably small little piece of a piece of um, future thinking. We're probably going to switch to a gift card. So it's an equal, okay. uh, it, everyone is using the same type of currency, a card or mm-hmm. right. Very few people use cash, but some do. Um, so, but the tokens have been awesome because it's, it's a hot commodity in town. People know where they can go get them. We partner with about 20 other organizations that keep tokens on site. So people can go get a token and, and, or if they're there seeking services, mental health services, um, or day shelter, whatever it may be, shelter, they can get a token and come eat with us. And so, um, and then yes, like it's the way in Raleigh, it's been an educational piece that um, if you don't like giving away money to someone, give them a token that you may yep. see panhandling or asking for money. Um, because people know about a place at the table, they know how to get there. We're right off the bus line or we have Perfect. parking, whatever it may be. And, and they know they can come get a meal with that and they can get whatever they want and they can spend hours eating their meal and enjoying it with a friend. So oh, great. Maggie. So good. You know, I can even see you guys moving into the gift card itself as your currency, just to reinforce that dignity that yeah. you were talking about earlier. You know, like I've got yeah. a credit card or I have a gift card. It doesn't matter. Exactly. I've got a card. Yeah. So exactly. exactly. And that's where we're, you know, that's where we're moving. We, our goal is to have every piece of a place that I will be the most dignified place there is. Um, we are, we are, we know we're dignified, but we know we've got a lot of work to do to make mm-hmm. it really the most inclusive and welcoming place there is. Mm-hmm. Well, just like we've, we talk a lot about hospitality on this podcast and it does take a lot of intentionality to yeah. make people feel welcome. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of times, People say, oh, I'm just gifted at hospitality. And, you know, I'm just not gifted at hospitality. Everybody can be hospitable, but it just, it just takes some thinking. thinking. Yeah. Thinking through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we heard a little bit about Raleigh and North Carolina. I just kind of wonder, like, is there anything you'd love for people to know about the South? Maybe they're not familiar with this region of the country or um, just, yeah. I think it's just as simple as, there are so many great people. I, I wake up every day and I'm just the first thing I'm like, I, what I say, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. So the first thing I say is just like, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for the folks in my life and the folks in, in Raleigh and just anyone I've met. Um, we really, the South, just in general, people say this, but we really have the best people. I, <laughs> I um, 
it's no offense to the northerners and i'm sure y'all are great too i don't try i haven't traveled much up north but um i i really just we have such a great community of people that really want to support each other and mm -hmm. and have each other's back and help each other open new concepts and do cool things um and so i think it's just it's the people number one mm -hmm. um i think too i think even what's been what's been cool to see at a place at table is we get people traveling in every single day that they see us on yelp and they're like y'all are number one on yelp we came to eat breakfast and this may be like what your friend said and um and and they are visiting the area either just to visit to explore the town maybe we'll move here um maybe coming for a conference but they're like wow you guys have the coolest spots you have it's just such a like a, a good community feel of like it's like you're in a neighborhood um and so i i think that even if you know we're not raleigh's not listed as the big town to come and visit to um i think raleigh and similarly a lot of other towns similar to raleigh durham um places in you know greenville south carolina um i think that it's cool to go and check out the local spots and meet the local people it's yeah. not like you know i love charleston but you don't just have to go visit all the tourist spots in charleston you could come and spend a weekend in raleigh and um look up on yelp what the best local spots are and you'd find some really awesome people and awesome food concepts things like that that's so good i love it well we want to plug in any ways or let you plug excuse me any ways that people can get involved like near and far so maybe nobody's even near raleigh listening to this but they're like okay i love maggie and i love a place at the table but how do i how do i get involved or how can i support from afar are there ways to do that absolutely thank you for asking that question um i'd be a terrible executive director if i did not ask for money um no i i but in all seriousness first i think i always say the first way is just come visit us come eat with us so i know many people are not in raleigh but if you are if you're traveling in if you know people in raleigh send them our way um you will you you'll eat really good food i promise you um and you'll feel just a part of a of a cool community so eat with us is number one um two i think you can check us out and explore our website tableraleigh.org as well as our social media it's table raleigh on instagram a place the table raleigh on facebook and follow along you can see our food there you can see our community um so that's a really good way to plug in um and then i think three goes back to that donation piece is if you if you do feel inclined um we are always looking for folks to be a part of um you know our, our donor base and our and our community that way uh, we've got lots of people near and far who give monthly to us or and or just give one time um because they feel feel so called to do so that's always an option but i think number one is come and come and eat with us or send folks um to eat with us our way i so love good. this so good well we're gonna link to all of those things that you just said in our show notes so that people can easily find you Maggie, this is a joy. I feel like we have a new friend. I wish we could sit at the table together this one afternoon. But yes. One day we will. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. If you yeah. ever come to Tennessee, you have a place at our table for That's sure. Right. For sure. Yes. I, I love Zoom because I can see your uh, I love a little kitchen. Table. I love the little kitchen with the plants. And yeah. I'll cook something in that little Dutch oven for you. If you <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, thank you. It was an honor to be here, and I just um, I'm excited to meet y'all in the future, and um, looking forward to having you at a place to the table. Thank you so much. Well, peace be with you, Maggie. And also with y'all. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.